Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly. I'm your host, Mesh, and this is where we talk about current business events paired with our newsletter. Today's episode, Whistleblower Goes Toe-to-Toe with Facebook. So... If you haven't been online this week, it's probably because you couldn't get on your WhatsApp or Instagram or Messenger because Facebook had a huge blackout that was all over the news on the same day that Facebook whistleblower, former product manager, employee of Facebook, Francis Haugen, called out Mark Zuckerberg and the company for essentially profiting off the harmful ways that they deliver information. In her case, she was talking about teenage girls, but obviously we know it has a lot more to do with misinformation around COVID, misinformation around elections, you name it. We've all been there. We've seen the news, but finally we get someone intelligent, super well-spoken, was on the integrity team. Obviously, one of Zuckerberg's counterpoints is like, why would we do anything like that? Why would we spend so much money on having a team on integrity, a team on reviewing things? And Well, I think obviously when you're almost a trillion dollar company, you can spend a lot of money to make things look good. Um, I think in this case, when you hired someone like a Francis Haugen, who clearly saw things she didn't like, from what I understand, took the documents, copied it and was like, all right, I'm going to go and try to really change the world by calling these people out. Zuck is really good about rebutting these comments. And he said in the hearing, because at the end of the day, Facebook makes money off ads. That's what they're extremely, extremely good at. It's why they're an insanely profitable company. And he said, I quote, the argument that we deliberately push content that makes people angry for profit is deeply illogical. We make money from ads and advertisers consistently tell us that they don't want their ads next to harmful or angry content. And I don't know any tech company that sets out to build products that make people angry or depressed. Now, that is a very, very good point, and he's absolutely right. And Francis's point was that it's the algorithm that is essentially designed by Mark and team, who he has the the ultimate say, is that it's constantly pushing people to engage in this content. And it's pushing, pushing, pushing. And that's, again, that's the whole point of Facebook's algorithm is that the more engagement you have, the more things spread, the more ads you can sell. To be fair, I listened to the hearing. She was super articulate, had very, very good points. And she's not trying to like, take down the company. She's not trying to break up the company. If anything, she was saying that if you broke up the company, it would actually be worse off because now you would have a bunch of like mini Facebooks. You'd create this vacuum and God knows what would happen. She was just saying that we need to make sure that they're held accountable. And the person who needs to be held accountable is Mark Zuckerberg, because at the end of the day, the buck stops with him. 
Why? Because he controls a majority of the voting shares at Facebook, so therefore he can essentially decide what goes on and what doesn't. And so Mark Zuckerberg should be the one to be held accountable. But Mark Zuckerberg feels very, very strongly about you know getting involved from a standpoint of we can't pick sides, we can't choose sides. This is all about metrics. It's all about you know how the algorithm works. It's about code. But at the end of the day, I think we've seen enough harm from this. It just so happens that on the same day that this goes down, Facebook has this massive blackout. I'm not going to get into the details of it. Essentially, it had something to do with some change of code. Um, that code took Facebook offline, and therefore, every network that Facebook was associated assumed that Facebook was offline. And then for them to change the problem or fix the problem, they needed to access the Facebook servers that they couldn't get access to because now the badges didn't work. And so that was the reason why not only Facebook was down, Messenger was down, Instagram was down, WhatsApp was down for an extended period of time, and you can imagine the havoc that this created. Uh, we just happened to be recording a podcast that day, and I was a little out of it, so I actually didn't know about this till later in the day, but ask anyone who uses WhatsApp or Instagram or whatever. You couldn't get in touch with anybody, and people were freaking out. And so now you can see from a perfect example of all the messaging systems went down in a single day, one point of failure, it was at Facebook. This is the risk of having a centralized system that is that powerful. And I think on a day when you're doing a hearing with the whistleblower calling out Mark Zuckerberg and calling out, you know, potentially profiting off, you know, harmful information, you can see that, okay, it is important to potentially maybe put some rules in place if someone is not so in control of the world. This is also one of those examples that people give for like a decentralized system. You know, Facebook goes down. We're all fucked when it comes to communication. People were using Twitter. People went and download Telegram. And I think it was very clear, like we forget how much control this company has over us. Too much of a powerful centralized system. When I say powerful, in this case, I mean we have billions of people using the platform. And if something goes down, that is not good. It is not good for us to be in a, such a connected world technology-wise. It is not good when three of the platforms that are used the most go down. Like, that is not safe. That is quite a large concern. Now, the other argument is, okay, well, Facebook's job, their mission is to connect people, but their job technically is to make investors money. They're a public company. And so their job is to make as much profit as possible to continue to have that share price increase. And the share price hasn't really been affected during this whole time. You'd think that with the hearing coming out, you'd think that with the messaging services going down, the stock would have sold off. No, I mean, I would say in the last month, it's probably down like 10, 12%. No different than like any other company or tech company, given a lot of the volatility we're seeing lately. I would say that's even like on the lower side. The issue is that people need this company to make money. Why? Facebook is owned by a lot of people. It's owned in ETFs, it's owned in different funds, endowments, you name it. Facebook is a big part of tech growth and a lot of people profit themselves and the wealth creation that Facebook makes is really, really important. And so in this case, for it to truly really change, you need shareholders to come out and say, listen, we need this stuff to change. You know, will people do that? It's unclear. You know, you don't want to fuck with people's profits and they make money. I mean, last quarter, these guys made like $29 billion. You know, they have like 3 billion people using the platform on a monthly basis. That is an insane amount of power. And like, again, if you own Facebook stock, 
You've done really, really well. And so does Facebook stock now become the new Altria or Philip Morris, which are nicotine companies, which essentially a lot of people now, especially like young kids, like we're not buying that stock. That's like really harmful for people. Those stocks were like massive stocks back in the day. Now a lot of people are like, I'm not touching that shit. So when does that happen for Facebook and will it ever happen? I think that is actually like a really important part of this story. Until you have shareholders really hold them accountable, i.e., Mark Zuckerberg, we're offloading Facebook from our portfolios until you do something. I don't think anything's actually going to get done. I think maybe the good thing was on the same day whistleblower thing happened, the blackout happened. So you have this bipartisan unity around being like, okay, we totally get it. This is a little bit dangerous. Maybe we need to put a little bit more regulation and get this guy to like rein it under control and just get through his head. And this is the issue. The issue is that he believes that actually nothing's being done wrong here. This is like people acting on their own and like this is technology and metrics and the algorithms based on people's engagement, blah, blah, blah. He could probably make that argument all day. So I think this is one of those things where you kind of step in and say, okay, if we put rules here, then you have to like abide by the rules. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to change the mind of someone whose beliefs are simply like, no, that doesn't go with like my ethos and like my beliefs. But if you threaten the money, potentially, potentially, you could see some change. You need to make sure that if you change the rules for Facebook, it needs to be changed for all the other platforms too. Like you open TikTok, you open Snapchat, you're going to see some crazy shit on there as well. Let's just be honest. It's not just Facebook. Like I'm on TikTok quite a bit. You know, you do see some things. At the end of the day, if the rules apply for everyone, so like more regulation, affects Snapchat, all the other social networks, including TikTok, including Facebook, that levels the playing field out. So it's not just like an attack on Facebook. They're smart. They're one of the smartest companies in the world. They'll figure out how to make profits. So that's it for this week. We are going to keep watching this. The whistleblower, I think she has another hearing coming up. It's coming up soon. I'm sure we'll hear remarks from Zuck. I think we'll probably hear more about this blackout issue. We'll potentially hear more from what shareholders think about this. We'll be following the story. I think it's really interesting. Make sure you're signed up to the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.